the Juice Podcast. I'm Gwen Douglas. And I'm Emily Harmon. Today's episode, we are doing... Sweet wine. Sousa wine. Sousa wine. Yeah. Cool. So, sweet wines. Sweet wines. We've got, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different um, production methods for sweet wines. And I think sweet wine actually is something that many of us forget about today. I think probably sort of 10 years ago and before... It was something that was very commonplace. Many people yes. would have sweet wine at home. I also think it was like part of the ritual of eating, having a sweet wine. That yes. maybe people have sort of like forgotten. I still love having a sweet wine with cheese or after with dessert. And I think we've all sort of moved more towards like... I know that with the wines that we like to... Well, yeah. the wines I like to drink. <laughs> I just thought about that. I don't know if that was a read. <laughs> But um, the ones that definitely I like to drink, and you for the most part, aside from all your sort of aromatic yeah. love and peach and everything else, but um, I think sort of a lot of people's palates have moved towards these sort of lower alcohol, yeah. fresher wines, drier wines, that at the end yeah. of the meal more likely to drink another bottle of sort of of dry wine I mean, like than I a said sweet before, wine. We drink a lot of reds. Pet Nat as well and at like the end. Juicy reds or like smashable reds, we drink a lot. Yeah. I wonder if it is like a health conscious, like in the last few decades we've definitely like people definitely are more health conscious and like vying like staying away from sugar so maybe is that you think it could be that and i just think um i think it's almost become the what's trendy is that it's like it's cool to not like sweet wine it's like it's like the cool thing is to have dry <laughs> wine so i think there's a lot of this thing of oh if i order my sweet wine now you know like and i think even if i was working in a restaurant today i know the person i'd sell the sweet wine to and it'd be a more mature yeah, or you. Yeah. Well, you're basically like granny taste yes. distilled in a young body. But, um, but I think, uh, I think you know, that, that sort of more mature gentleman yes. that asks for a glass of pudding wine. Oh, pudding wine. say pudding that wine or sweet, sweet wine. So I think, um, I think that would be the person I would sell to. And just, I think it was the, more than anything, the ritual um, and the habit of, you know, we have our starter. We t- no, we have our bread and butter yes. and our aperitif, and then we have our starter, and then we have our main, then we have our dessert. Maybe we have cheese. Yes. After the dessert, in England. yes. <laughs> and we have, you know, the port. Like Christmas Day is it's a really true, good actually. illustration of how yeah. sort of we eat food I in Britain. Think that, anyway, that, that uh, ritual. Because I remember when I first moved back to Europe, sort of two thousand nine. That one of my friends from Luxembourg, he said, like, when Americans come, or North Americans come to Europe, he was like, oh, they don't order starters. They don't know how to do it. Like, just that thing where he's like, we all order starters, we all order mains, everyone gets a dessert, we have a something after to drink, while everyone chills out, and a coffee, everyone gets an espresso. Yeah, or a tea at the end. He's always or like, a little yeah, bit. Like, I mean, you'd even, in England, you, you know, if you were sort of playing it very traditionally glass of fizz when you first start yes. then you'd have a white with your starter probably a red with your main yeah. then you'd have your little sticky wine with your dessert then you might have a port with your um, cheese. cheese and then you might finish with like a baileys or a whiskey or a cognac at the end it's like so decadent yeah i really like it um and i think maybe that also goes hand in hand with how uh, restaurants have become way more casual as well totally. so people are spending less time in restaurants they're spending less money yeah. in restaurants they want maybe just one plate of food and a bottle of wine and or maybe they're going to share lots of food yeah. with some bottles of wine on the I think table also there's been that push towards like there are no rules we make the rules like yeah. to try and get away from the old guard yeah. that likes this but i think it's going to then just come back the other way you know people are going to feel like they're missing that ceremony 
And I think it's nice, like, if you have a dinner party, there's nothing more fun than, like, after dinner being like, oh, it's cheese course time, you know? Yeah. And, like, bringing out the cheese, like, maybe an hour after dinner and everyone's had a bit of time to digest or, like, I think it's nice. Yeah. I think so, too. So I think we should bring this back. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a time and a place. You're like, let's try them first and decide. Yeah. No. (laughs) I think think there's a time and a place and I think, um, I think... Also, like for me, my my time and place for it is a replacement for a dessert because I actually yeah, very nice. rarely I've I found you know I've got a huge sweet tooth yeah me too but I found that like my tolerance for it with feeling good about consuming it <laughs> it's like really gone down like I love scones with clotted cream oh, and jam me too but I eat a whole one and if I try and have sick. any more I start to feel yeah. really sick and I'm like what's going on I used to be able to eat three of these so I don't yeah. know if it's sometimes that. Maybe it's because I've sort of isolated it so much from my diet now that what mm-hmm. I do have her, it's like, whoa. But I also wonder, like... Sugar hangover immediately. I also like to do something sweet sometimes instead of dessert. But that's mostly because most desserts these days don't satisfy my sweet tooth. Because there's been this, like, since the Nordic kitchen became so big. Fresher, herbal... Like, yeah. Lucas recently was in Copenhagen eating somewhere, and uh, I was in Switzerland having some delicious pastries for dessert. And I, I asked him... What was for dessert? I bet you had some sort of shaved ice, some berries stolen from a starving squirrel in the woods. And, and something acidic. Yeah. And he was like, yep, that's pretty much it. Like, it's usually <laughs> some sort of like iced yogurt, a berry. Yeah. And, and some bitters, some gamble dance. Yeah. Or some top. pine needles or something. Some sort of like pine <laughs> reduction. Yeah, that's not a dessert. This is, this is what sugar, this is what sweetness is like in the northern Yeah, climates. it's like, no, nah, I want like... <laughs> sticky. Sticky, yeah. oh, sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, top to tan, lots mm. of cream, my God. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think my, yeah, I think mine. Well, actually, both these could be good, uh, good pairings for that. But sweet wine. Uh, just before we try our wines, there are lots of different ways to make sweet wine. So I think it's good to maybe touch on those styles quickly. I don't remember, so I'm glad someone's gonna <laughs> remind me. So I think the the first one that actually a lot of us are familiar with are late harvest sweet yes. wines. So grapes that have been left on the vine longer than they would usually uh, when they're picked for dry wine. Obviously, we want to pick them okay. where there's the right balance of acidity and sugar. So we don't have something that's too alcoholic, but also still has its lovely acidity there. So you can create a balanced dry wine. Do these ones always, the late harvest ones, are they just very ripe? Is the are the ones with the noble rot a separate category? That's a different category. All right. So, so late harvest would be, harvest. Um, let's say I have I'm in Bordeaux and I have Sauvignon and Semillon grapes, yep. and I decide that I'm a sweet wine producer or mm-hmm. I'm in the area of sweet wine. I will leave those grapes on the vine, and I will pick them later when the sugar is more concentrated. Okay. Um, and there is a, there is a variation on this this style as well. Okay. So generally, it's an unfortified style. So um, they stop the fermentation often by sulphur or chilling the wine but almost always sulphur um to keep that natural sugar during fermentation and then um the other one would be a cordon cut where they actually cut the little stems to the to the or the branch to the bunch which then allow them to raisin up on the vine oh that's interesting uh yeah i mean it's similar to drying them out but they dry on the vine what is that called what is that called is that called when they dry them? Uh, are you thinking about the apasamento style? Yes. Where they're drying them, yeah. like pasito style. Yeah, pasito, that's the word. Um, so, yeah, a little bit similar to that, but okay. you're leaving it on the vine. Uh, so that, if you ever see cord and cut, that, that's oh, kind that's of what that I've means. Never heard that before. Yeah, and then so they'll sort of shrivel up and they're left there and then you go and get them later. And then 
the so that's one option so the later harvest style okay. so we see this German Riesling there is this style yeah. as well like <clears throat> Auschleser for example is that style it's yeah. a later harvest even Schwechtlaser is a bit yeah. of a later harvest but Canada loves a late harvest yes yeah. and then we have going into Canada it's a good segue into ice, ice wine, wine yeah. <laughs> which also we see in Germany and Austria yeah. where we leave the grapes so late on the vines uh, what's supposed to happen that, that yeah they freeze and you harvest the grapes at minus eight degrees Ooh. Um, so what that is, what that means is that all the sugar, the water content in the grape yeah. is frozen, and then you just press them immediately, and you just get the sugar the outside. Oh, yeah, cool. so that's one way to concentrate the sugars right. even more. It's ice fine. I think you can also. I'm pretty sure there's a synthetic way to way to do that. I think you can just like freeze them yourself and do it as well. Yeah, I don't think it's all quite it's like, as poetic as. No, no, no. But traditionally, you're supposed to harvest them at that time, okay. so it's usually often at night. Then we have, uh, from there we have different styles which are fortified, like Vandu Naturel. So mm-hmm. uh, Port is one of these, Banyuls is one of these, where we stop the fermentation process by adding fortified, like strong spirit, Alco- yeah. alcohol, alcohol to it. And then we fortify the wine. So yeah, they're the sort of Absolutely. more famous styles, okay. sweeter styles of sherry at Vandu Naturel, technically. We have Mistels. Mm, so van de liqueur, I think they're also mm-hmm. known as. So that would be Mac van de Jure or Pinot de Charente. Lovely. Are those styles? So that is unfermented sweet grape juice right. that is fortified. So it never ferments, but it keeps all that. Yeah, grapey. Which is why it's so grapey. Oh, so I'm personally not a huge fan of that. I love style. a bit of Mac Do you? Yeah. I think with the right food, it's, it's good. good. It's the yum, yeah. yeah. But it's not something I could sort of sip on. No, you're not going to crack a bottle and like have a kiki with a friend. You're no. going to like have a bit. And pass it along. Yeah, and have yeah. A, and share yeah. the bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Pass, yeah. Have a sip and you can pass it along. It's <laughs> the pass the parcel wrapper before yeah. you actually get to the layer <laughs> exactly. you actually want. It's like this isn't mine, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um but uh yes, yeah, so that's that and then uh like you just asked before, the noble rot wines right. as well are particularly interesting. So um in certain parts of the world we have climatic conditions usually uh, foggy more humid areas where um the grapes are sort of intercept intercepted it sounds really technical <laughs> what the hell i just imagine like a spaceship like intercept the <laughs> docking <laughs> docking <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, so we have a, a, a tiny sort of type of mould that grows on, on top of the grape or on the grape, um, which is called botrytis, right. which then pierces a hole in the skin, which allows all of the water to evaporate out. And actually and it shrivels it all up. shrivels up. So then you concentrate all of the acidity, the sugar. Um, and then, yeah, so you don't, often you don't always get this every year. I know that this year, 2019 in Germany, we've, I know in the Mosul there has been conditions yes. for botrytis, so there will be, you know, beer like beer and yeah. wines. Um, so I think, yeah, that would be one style that's particularly interesting. So if cool. you see um, noble rot on a on there, Nothing. we call it noble rot because it is a type of mold and rot, it's a but it's rot. but it, it has a really good uh, delicious flavour. Yeah, don't be afraid of the rot. I mean, that's essentially cheese too. So like, don't be afraid of those. Yes, guys. exactly, sure. exactly. So they're the sort of main categories for sweet wine. Um, and then we do have that is one thing that we've just missed out even though we just touched on it is the other part of um, drying the grapes out after right. you harvest them so uh, something we see with Pedro Jimenez Moscatel Sherry 
um, certain parts of the world, like Vinsanto as mm-hmm. well, yep. laying laying the grapes out on straw mats or whatever Lovely. to allow them to shrivel right. again. It's all about concentrating. Like those ones about concentrating it and always and about incre- it, yeah. exactly increasing sugar, concentrating yeah. sugar. And I guess like when they lay down on straw, does the straw do you think pull moisture out or just like helps keep no, the I air think, movement I, through? Yes, it? to yeah, stop okay. them rotting yeah. essentially. So do and they then sit on something. Yeah, totally. And really, with those wines, often that have been kept out on straw mats, you you get a darker right. color because the gra- the grapes are in the ah. sun. Yes. Um, so they take the skin takes a darker color as well. That's why PX has got that dark color. Oh it's God. got nothing to do with it being made from a red grape or okay. a black grape. It's, it's just a white the... grape that darkens whilst it's in the sun, which gives the wine almost a black it's brown tan. color. Got yeah. a tan. So that's the sort of main production styles. We should start with wine. Yeah. What did we bring today? So I, I think we should start with yours because actually, it's a little. It's less sweet than mine. So. I haven't had this before. It is Austrian. So we have Diem Grüne Wettliner Berin Auslöser 2011. Süße Wein. Yes. So this doesn't have any noble rot. I think it's just Trocken Berin Auslöser for noble rot, isn't it? It's from the Weinviertel. My today it's going to be a. Weinviertel. There we go. Uh, Niederösterreich. And oh yeah, so Weinviertel is the wine region very close to Vienna. It's just it's above, basically it's part north of Vienna. Of, yeah, yeah, it's just okay. north of. Uh, so it's actually one of the warmer regions in Austria because it's northern Austria. Isn't that like? Is it? Is, uh, and it is single vineyard, Nussberg, and it's a organic. Hill. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Organic dry and farming think, and hand harvesting. I think this Nussberg actually, or Nussberg, is a. Um, it's quite a big vineyard because there's a couple of different producers. There's a producer I know that makes gemischte sats from this, so it's obviously the name of the hillside. The hillside. Um, so I don't know how big the vineyard itself is, but I know that another producer okay. also, yeah, different producer to this one, just checking. Yeah. Uh, also <laughs> produces there. So, cool. Yeah. So the vinification was like 18 hours of skin contact, three months on fine yeast, a classic vinification, neutral yeast, skill tank, whole cluster pressing, no malolactic, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure what this means. Ben... Bentonite fining, so the wine's been fined, okay. which is more common with sweet wine. It's very unlike because the reason why you would also fine is because you're it's trying to well you're just well you're just trying to eliminate the chance of it continuing okay. to ferment. Ah, okay. So you would filter it and then you would sulfur it. Okay. So it's very difficult to actually produce natural That's sweet wine. Right. Yeah, which I think I discovered there when I had some, to make a yeah. list for that dinner years ago. And there's that one, the crazy one. I still have a bottle in the fridge. That's the the thing. La oh yeah, cosy the thing. Yeah. yeah, and that's weird because that's also sparkling because it started to re-ferment in bottle. So that's an example of a wine. Yeah. We should that... do it with like maybe because yeah. I'm not going to drink it. Yeah, it's not one that I open at home so much. Yeah. But the yeah. weird and the wonderful. The weird. No, that's a good one. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it is however vegan <laughs> certified. <laughs> certified vegan. Uh, sometimes when I look at this stuff, these are the bits that obviously alcohol content. I understand it's 11.5 acidity and sugars. So, like, when I look at this, like, 105 grams, what does that mean? Like, does that tell us anything Well, it tells an you, average person? I mean, it tells you that over 10... Well, so you said 105 grams. Yeah, so around 10% of it is sugar. Okay, so that's good to know. And, ah, per litre, I see yeah. the L there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Um, and, yeah, to put it into perspective, 100 is not too high. Like, okay. But, I mean, the wine I've got is... 213 grams okay. of residual sugar. Right. Uh, Pedro Jimenez 
and Tokai come up to like 400, 450. So they're wow, almost so half sugar. That's banana. Yeah. So well, very yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I always think it's good to cover that because sometimes I look at these things and it's like. Yeah, what does, what's your what reference does it, point? Yeah, what does exactly. that figure actually mean in the right. world one? Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we should try this. Yeah, that's, it's a nice easy one. I don't have to use the... And so, there. sorry, the name of the wine is Diem, Weingut Diem, Grüneveltliner Bierenauslese, 2011. The, yes. And the Bierenauslese is the late harvest? Yeah, late yeah, harvest. Yeah. Can and usually with noble rock, like botrytis. So, so we'll have to see. Great. Something like, something not grapes. quite as like... Ta-da! <laughs> but great. It's awesome. Access. I know. I don't yeah. have to use that horrible opener that's somewhere. Let's give it a little shook. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's quite yellow, isn't it? It's very, it's almost like virgin green. green. Yeah. I mean, but that... Gruner Veltliner. I was going to say, because like, aren't the classic Gruner Veltliner glasses in Austria had the green stems to like bring out the green in the Gruner Veltliner? There's something very odd about the smell of this. Uh-oh. No, no. Oh. Can I tell you what it smells like? <laughs> Can you guess what I'm about to point out? Let me see, hang on. It's the smell you should be... F- oh, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to be like, hairspray. No. <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to say? It smells a bit like marijuana. <laughs> oh. Oh, it does, actually, because there's like skunky, a vegetal... Skunky, yeah, it's, smell. It's at the bottom with this little green... Almost like... This is really bad because I don't even smoke weed, but it smells like when people grind it up. Yeah, it smells like the grinder. Yeah. Not a bad, not a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious smell. Yeah. But actually the smell is quite nice. There is that like touch of something, the lift in the smell at the end yeah. that has that green note in it. Because otherwise it, it is quite honeyed. Yeah, and I was going to say it is quite honeyed. Honeyed and yeah, fruity, but then there is that Citrusy. little... I think the lift is nice for cold, acidic smell. I don't think there's any botrytis on this wine at all. I would have mentioned in your little homework there as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't have any of these sort of raisiny no. notes. Actually, it's quite... This is this would be great with like a fruit salad, like mm. lightest yes. styles of dessert. Oh, it's got a bit of a Del Monte canned fruit thing happening. It does have a little bit of Del, mm. <laughs> Del Monte. <yeah. laughs> With the little what the cherries, yes. I have a can in the fridge right now, much to Lucas's chagrin. I still imagine you sort of. I, it's, Basically, the, I the image I have like, of you is like I don't know, in like a row. You've just got out of the. You're oh, in a bubble bath, or you've just got out of the bubble bath. You put on this extravagant robe. You've got fluffy True. slippers. You've just settled in it's with a glass, yeah, of this, and then it's like an old, almost like those old-fashioned trifle yes. uh, glass bowls, <laughs> and you've just put your damn on inside with a long cocktail spoon. Love it. That is the image I have. I mean, of I you. have Every all time of you those say diamante, or like your hair with like rollers inside whilst doing it or something. It's really all funny. of these moments have happened. Yeah. Not necessarily with this wine. Actually, quite like this. Yeah, I would definitely. This would definitely be a wine for people that um, aren't really that don't have super super sweet tooth. No, I think it's very great nice. with something like washed rind cheeses, like Pont Levet, mm. Telegio, that sort of style, where it's not too funky, not too much ammonia in the cheese. Yep. Uh, but something where you've got a bit of fat, um, but not. I wouldn't be going too sweet. No. For this. I think even it's... a cheesecake, fruit cheesecake, like mm-hmm. fruit cheese, like like a natural key lime cheese. Pie. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. It does have a lime cordial yeah. kind of. That's maybe that's part yeah, of the roses, lime cordial, exactly. marijuana, and honey. If you love those three things, have this wine. 
<laughs> One time when I worked at the bar, some guy who was very drunk that we had to not only... It was only... waxy as well. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. But mm. this guy, yeah, old guy came up to the bar, was too drunk to be served. We had to cut him off and call the cops, actually, because he said he was going to drive home. But at one point, he grabbed the Rose's Lime Cordial off the bar and started chugging it. Because <laughs> he thought it was booze. Did he realise whilst chugging it, or did he just, no. like, go, and, go at drunk. it until it got taken away? Just, yeah, basically. Imagine the next day. <laughs> that literally would oh, be the walk so of shame. Gross. I'm so sorry for taking your fruit cordials. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so disgusting. But yeah, Delicious. Marijuana, lime cordial. Well, for Mr. Lime Cordial, this could be an alcoholic choice for you that would be a little bit more tasteful. Can you make a spritz out of a sweet one? Yes, you can make a sweet spritz. Yeah, you could add this. I would add this to a Prosecco, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. You could. Why yeah, not? Why not? Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah. Nothing bad to say about it. It's actually quite easy. Yeah, it's really... For a yeah. sweet wine, I could probably drink quite a bit of this yeah well, i could imagine you knocking off a bottle of that on the balcony in the summer or I even over feel ice really sick later but yeah <laughs> over ice yeah totally <laughs> plastic ice cubes what's going on with gwen she's really hyperactive she just had too much of the beer might have a touch of the diabetes yeah delicious well that was a winner mm. yeah nice and easy. easy it's a bit uncomplicated actually yeah. That's what I'd say. I don't think it's the most exciting. No, but I think if you're not but usually a sweet what, wine drinker, the price point it, it came off a shelf in our house, so I don't know whether we bought it or someone it gifted it to gifted you. So if anybody's watching, Gwen really appreciated the gift. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> we just do the shopping at the in the basement. I don't know. Lucas was like, "Yeah, I got a sweet wine here." So I don't know. <laughs> it's from the embassy's. Oh, she probably bridge. said no. <laughs> it's probably more like. There is a wine here. I think it works. <laughs> now we were watching a video with Arnie yesterday that was so funny. New favorite line. You mean Arnold Schwarz- Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Arnie. And, uh, the only Arnie. The only Arnie. Oh, sorry. And he says, uh, we'll he, says fresh- <laughs> he says, he says, my whole body is a weapon. <laughs> it's my new favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger one. So maybe since you've pulled out a gadget. A gadget. You should tell the people what the gadget is. Yeah, so this episode, especially if you're on um, on video, you'll be able to see what we're doing. Otherwise, you're just going to hear and it sounds like someone's doing kegels. <laughs> <laughs> or we're going to the toilet with the door open. Could be. Happened yeah, so this is... Um, I've just used a Corvin. So this is a system where a surgical needle goes through the cork of the wine... There's a tiny little canister of argon gas. Um, so you press a little button, the gas is injected through this tiny needle and the pressure of the gas going through pushes out the wine out of this little spout at the top. So it's it displaces cool. the wine essentially. And then the argon is heavier because it's inert, it's heavier than ah. oxygen so it stops the wine from spoiling. Gotcha. So for stuff like this, because I didn't know we'd drink a whole bottle and it's I mean, the only, it's this isn't imported so I just thought we'd just corrive in it. Um, obviously cool. we can just pull the cork if we like it and want to carry on going um, but I do this a lot because I live by myself um, I want my, that's exactly what I'm thinking Like after work it would be great if I want to yeah. open something just for a glass 
and not have to worry exactly about. and then also like sometimes if i just want to taste some things because yeah. i've got the import business i use it for Sure, samples amazing. around because some of the wines I get 120 bottles yeah, off. Yeah, you don't want to be like. I know I can't afford to like give away 10 no. of the stock actually. No, of so, not. and it'd be a waste oh, not cool. to give those wines to people. So it's a great way to uh, make that bottle of wine last longer. Might be my weekend treat for myself. Yeah. I'll sort you out with that. Mm. Wow. So we are drinking 2013 Commandaria from Chakas Winery. I really like the very religious looking label. Well, there's a re- so there's a reason why well, there's the cross. Taking us to church. Yeah. We- <laughs> well, it's only the most successful brand in the whole wide world, Catholic Church. The Catholic Church, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Hagerty actually did a, a big talk on that at PX Plus this, this really? summer where he talked about brands and creating a brand and he used the model of the Catholic Church being I mean, the most successful brand that's ever existed. 100%. Look at the symbol. It's iconic. The most simple symbol yeah, totally. as well. And we're going to put the the centerpiece god's son on the cross which is our yeah. symbol like it was just it's like so, and he just broke it all down and it was so fascinating because cool. i was like god i hadn't even thought about it as a brand but it is but it's totally people are buying into the belief of, of this and and just peace we love peace. a symbol as humans like we just love yeah. symbolic symbology all around yeah. and then there are beautiful places you yeah. can go to yeah. To, to, to be part of that brand, to, yeah. to buy into it. It's like, it was so, it was a great, anyway, tangent. So, Commandaria. So, I was recently in Cyprus. Yep. With, um, which was really nice to visit Cyprus, the tourism board, uh, with Arlene. And we uh, were all, we did a trip where we were exploring the food and wine culture of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. This is the sweet wine from Cyprus. And this has, I have all the wines from Cyprus. This has the uh, best reputation okay. in terms of, well, not the best reputation, but the more well-known reputation. <coughs> okay. Outside so, of Cyprus or yeah. in Cyprus? No, globally. Globally. Okay. If anybody thinks of Cyprus, if That's they know really anything goes. about wine, they'll know Commandaria. Okay. So, Commandaria... No, yeah, so no, according to... <laughs> now we all know. Now we all know. Yeah. We're, all... <laughs> We're on the same boat. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> and um, Commandaria, apparently, according to the record, is the oldest sweet wine that exists. Like, there are records that go back... For many many years, hundreds of years, wow, cool. um, that prove that this is at least to the record that Commandaria um, is the oldest sweet wine in production. And apparently, is there a year? Start- well, it says eight hundred BC. Jesus Christ, eight hundred BC. That's mm. lot. But they, that's that, yeah, and that's the that's recorded. <laughs> that's so Pliny wow. the Elder even wrote about this wow, wine from bananas. Cyprus that had been uh, dried out. This is a wine that's the grapes dried, dried out okay. on mats. Yeah. So cool. uh, the the particular so in case you see Commandaria, the little bits of information to know about it are the appellation of Commandaria is in the Limassol region, okay. which is in the sort of southern central part of Cyprus which goes up towards the Trodos Mountains. You say Trodos but they say Trodos Trodos Mountains. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit difficult for a person, yeah. <laughs> and um it's always from fourteen villages or it can be from fourteen villages okay, but not outside villages. of that re- uh, region. The appellation was created in nineteen nineteen, so it's it's the oldest sort of appellation in Cyprus. Uh minimum alcohol has to be ten percent and can go up to twenty. So it can be fortified but it isn't always this one okay. is unfortified okay. um so it's really up to the producer if they want to oh, that's nice. fire or i not. think it's always nice when there's like yeah. some stylistic choice exactly and originally it used to be called nama was the name of the wine okay um and then because of um what's his name 
the Lionheart, Richard the Lionheart oh. and the Crusades. Ah, ah. The Commanders, yes. Commandaria, it all ah. comes from that uh, the era. Crusade. Yeah, so this is all the name Commandaria was. Hence the cross. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, so you see a lot of that. Uh, on some of the labels, particularly you know, some of the my ancestor carried Robert the Bruce's heart to the Crusades. Oh, really? Well, there you go. Well, then we're just returning. <laughs> we're t- returning Full back circle. to yes. <laughs> the bloodline continues. So, um, what else? Vineyards usually between five hundred to nine hundred meters, which is relatively high, but mm-hmm. you need that in Cyprus because it's so cool incredibly it, uh, warm. So it keeps it cools it yeah. down. I mean, some places. of the vineyards in Cyprus are some of the highest in the whole of Europe. Oh wow! Um, so because otherwise they wouldn't. Great varieties are two great varieties, a white grape called Zinisteri, which okay. is indigenous to Cyprus, cool. and a red grape called Mavro. Mavro uh, is Mavros. the Greek word for black, uh, uh, but yeah. that's the name. I feel like I've seen that. You would have seen Casino Mavro before, which yeah, is the grape variety that. that produces the wines in Nasa, okay. but Mavro is not related okay. to that. God but yeah, damn. so it's those two grapes. Uh, I believe that this one um, is predominantly Zinisteri, I think, with a small amount of Mavro. Yeah, so it has an interesting smell. Two hundred and thirteen grams residual sugar, and also minimum requirement it has to be aged for four years in barrel. Uh-huh. So that adds this toasty nuttiness. So that's why maybe it is part of the what I'm smelling. Yeah. Is so it the grapes are picked, like... dried out yeah. in the sun, and which also means that it has almost like a sweet sherry quality right. to it because they're dried out. So they turn into little raisins. That's why it's got a dark color. Okay. Then age four years in barrel. Is it? Newer older oak, or do they have usually a older, older? But I think it depends on the producer. It doesn't. There's no legal. No, okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, there is an interesting like. It's very nutty. It's yeah, it's honey. Super nutty. Yeah, there's something else in there though that's like. For me, it smells like saffron honey. Mm, yeah, I can see that. There is something a bit medicinal somewhere in there. That's the thing I'm trying to pinpoint. Like a bit medicine cabinet, like mm. iodine. But that could be the colour messing with my head. It's nice. Every time I go back, there's something else there. It's funny. This is my favourite commandari really? on the trip, yeah. It's funny because if I don't swirl it, then it's way more like honeyed and nutty. And then as soon as you give it whatever is, maybe it's just that out. Like it's like, Very intense on the palate. Yeah. Oh, I haven't gone there yet. Oh, sorry. This, mm. this is the sort of dessert wine that would stand up to chocolate. <sighs> yes. But it's amazing because the wow. acidity is still really yeah, good. Yeah, like my eyes are like, bing. Yeah. Also, actually, even before it hit my tongue, my tongue was already reacting to whatever was happening in there. Like, it's yeah. crazy strong. Wow, that's yum. I love it because it's quite, it almost smells like walnut mm. pith. Mm. The aftertaste has walnut. It's got this like bitterness to yeah. it, which is great. The aftertaste is definitely walnut. Walnut, fig, mm-hmm. honey. Fig. Almost like... Mm-hmm. Um, Caramelized like apricots. Oh, it's all the stuff I like. Touch of like chocolate. Like it's there's just lots of things. There's lots of Even layers. Like to this tobacco. One. There's like tons of. Oh, this is yummy. I would wear this like a resiny. It almost has like pine furniture sort of taste to it. Like if you aroma. could make the because it smells of course a bit different than it tastes. But if you could make that taste into a perfume, I would one hundred percent wear it. Mm. Oh, it's super nice. Mm-hmm. You are taking us to church. Hallelujah. This is very yummy. Yeah. Well, we both got a bit quiet. Yeah, we're like, it smells like frankincense. It yeah, that's like what I was going to say. There is yeah. like, but actually, no, there's there a bit is something interesting about it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, do you think it would be quite funny, wouldn't it? If they're just like burning white sage next to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I love this. This was oh, this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Again, like it's it is a sweeter style, but I think I love that it's got that acidity. That it almost tastes like a really high quality oloroso. No, I would recommend good. that to somebody that likes that. I would be, because there's still this saltiness yeah. there, and I think that's because it's. From Imagine Cyprus. we drink this and we eat some salted nuts, caramel nuts on the side. You yeah, have like totally. Just some little sweet snacks and some salty snacks. Would be or like good. Asian pork curries with spice. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it would be really pork. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Blue well, cheese, even drink this blue cheese, chocolate. Stuff. All those things that are a little bit difficult sometimes yeah. to pair with. Tartar tan, even. Mm. But the more I go back to it, I find sweeter things. There's almost mm. like this tonka bean sort of note on the nose. I where it's got this like sweet, savoury. Yeah. But the saltiness, you're right, there is that little like... Salinity on the finish. Yeah. That's really nice. Because I, I think otherwise, without some of that saltiness, maybe it would be too... Or without the acidity and the saltiness, that would just be too much. But I could definitely drink a couple glasses of this. Mm. Very yum. Oh, delicious. That's yeah. good. Yeah, so, so that's sort of the, the other end of the spectrum. And I think sort of going yeah. into um, the Christmas period, oh, really interesting for people to look out for things that are a little bit lesser known because I think everybody goes for yeah. Sauterne, maybe Montbaziac, yeah. uh, Cote But those are also just easier to find because every yeah. place, if they're only going to stock one or two sweet wines because they're out of fashion, then usually I find Sauterne everywhere. Yeah. They're just like, it's the easy... And actually, probably for the same amount of price, or le- well, a lot less, you'd be able to get something yeah. on the lighter, fresher side here if you don't have a super sweet tooth and look out for Commandari. I know that... It would be great with Christmas pudding or, like, Christmas cake. This would cake, be incredible like, with Christmas... I mean, God. pie. Oh, yeah. It'd be great. I mean, I love all those Christmas desserts. Mince to pie with, a clotted, with some clotted cream on top. And then just, like, plum pudding and... Yeah. be really good. Custard. So I know... I don't know... Um, to be, we'll have to find out where this is sold in Berlin. Uh, but I know that the Commandaria um, is definitely in the UK. I'm sure you can find this somewhere. Yeah. This one. I'll I know that Berry Brothers and Rudd um, distribute a Commandaria from Kiparunta, a different producer. Um, this is better than that, but delicious. Uh, this is a good present yeah. for your mum. <laughs> yes. Or your nan. <laughs> Yeah, or for yourself. This is a great present. <laughs> but it just makes a cute present because yeah. it's something that someone wouldn't buy for themselves necessarily, but I think would be a great sort of surprise. Yeah. Delicious. Impress your friends. Get a bottle of this. <sighs> Save that for later. I know. I'm still trying to figure out what that other thing is that I'm... Mm. Well, we would love to hear about what you're drinking, what you're pairing with your Christmas pudding, with yes. your thighs. What are you eating for Christmas pudding? Yeah. If you want any other recommendations for Christmas wines, for sweet wines, just drop us a line. We'll try and help. We're definitely not going to revisit glue wine this year because it was a horrible... <laughs> <laughs> Last year was not Gwen fucked it up, basically. <gasps> I wasn't the only one. But this is a... Who needs glue wine when you have delicious sweet wines? <laughs> So, yeah, what are you having for, for Christmas dinner? Or what are you thinking about or for the puddings and whatnot? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so ask us any questions that you have. We'd love to hear them. Um, and just remember, if you are tuning in on video, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're not, check us out on YouTube. And you can find us on all of the audio platforms. We're going to call this episode Stripes because we're both in yeah, Stripes today. Yeah, Vertical and horizontal. Yes. <laughs>
Where are the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wrap it up, wrap yeah. it up, wrap it up. And um, <laughs> uh, just remember that you can also check us out. And uh, if you're interested in any tote bags, we have them for sale. So you can get those at juice.show, where you can pick up that. And uh... we're on Instagram at... Uh, Juice John podcast and on Twitter <laughs> at Juice underscore podcast. My God, I can't believe I forgot we're that. We're making a mess today. You and otherwise, <laughs> we're make, we're high on sweet wine. Yeah, sorry. We're not only drunk, we're we're having a sugar high. We are it's a double. Yes. So you can find us. Otherwise, all the links are below in the video, and you can find it in the notes on your audio. Thanks so, for tuning in. Yes. Until <laughs> next time. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>